Hey, welcome to the A Little Better Podcast. My name is Connell, and I'll be your host. Uh, Today on the podcast, we have Pastor Dave Bain, and we talk about what it means to build your life on the solid rock, Jesus Christ, whether you're going through a storm or whether life is just life. Remember, our goal on this podcast is to know Jesus better and by the power of his spirit, do better so together we can be a little better. Well, hey, welcome to A Little Better. It's Rep Your Squad Day here on A Little Better. We got a Northwestern jersey here on Brad. I'm the I'm the uncool kid. There's the Major League Baseball, and Brad shows up in this what this college football jersey. What's that about? But yeah, he's I was, wearing his Red Sox. I was really going to try not to wear my Red Sox jersey because we're so bad this year. I try not to broadcast it too loudly. <laughs> Most people are tuning in to see if the studio spontaneously combusts with the Red Sox and Yankees fans Ooh. so close together. Or you know what? We're brothers in Christ, so we we keep it we keep it cool around here. <laughs> it demonstrates the bond that goes beyond our loyalties to our there baseball team. So that's all. That's all I can say. That's right. That's right. Dave wrapped up our series on Summer on the Mount. Jesus is teaching. Couple of spoilers on Top Gun Maverick, but uh, that's okay. Dave, give us a quick like. Rundown, 60 seconds of your sermon. Sure, I figure everyone has seen Top Gun Maverick. Now, I'm not a movie guy, but Connell, Connell convinced me to go to see it, so uh, that's where I got the title from. So really spiritual depth there, titling your sermon after a, after a movie. But basically, we look at the, uh, the parable that Jesus has at the conclusion of the Sermon on the Mount, and uh, he looks at the wise man who builds his house on a rock, uh, the fool builds his house on sand. And basically... The wise man is the one who Christ says listens to the word Jesus is teaching and applies it to his life. And the foolish person hears all this and just basically doesn't do anything with it. And obviously the outcomes of those two decisions by those two different individuals that Jesus illustrates are very, very different. The same storm, it's it's identical language in scripture comes in and and hits them both. And one is there's great ruin to that person's house, that person's life is the comparison, and one person thrives and endures and survives that because it's a life built on the foundation of, of Christ. Yeah, I love the shout-out that you did to the whole series. You know, you landed the plane so well. Uh, just as you think about all the speakers this summer, who is the best, me or Connell? Oh, man. <laughs> that's, that's a really tough question. Like, you're like two of my really close friends. You put me on the spot there. I mean, I'll just give you guys a tie. No. Spoiler no. alert, it wasn't no. me. It wasn't no. me. But uh. Oh, man. <laughs> Dave, you mentioned uh, a quote in your, uh, in your sermon, I must act on what I know. It's what we do with what we know that truly uh, brings about life change. I said quote, but that's your point. Mm. Um, you know, I think about just the last... 11 weeks of this series, just Jesus's teachings, Mm -hmm. so much good, so much information. Uh, What would you encourage a person who's like, man, these 11 weeks have been amazing. Where do I start? Like, where do I, where do I begin this process of becoming more like Jesus or taking these teachings and acting on them? No, I think that's a a great question. And, uh, you know, since it's summer, I'm thinking, People are even are like like me too, and our family is like we've missed some weeks. So I would even encourage you to go back in your mm-hmm. time and, and catch some that you missed and try to get that scope and sequence even because even though 
we used a number of different speakers, and you know, I, I listened to most of those during the week when you guys were preparing, and then again sometime on Sunday as well. It, it still came together in such a unified way, I think, because of all the planning done. So I think that would help. And then you know, I, I think it's important to, to be able to interact with some people, be part of a group where, where you can take what I, you know, I talked about that, be able to apply the Bible to your life by having yeah. some people ask you questions or you getting to ask someone else some questions about something perhaps you don't understand or how do I, what does it mean to really live this out? Yeah, more is caught than taught, right? I mean, exactly. you get to hang out in community groups, you just provide that opportunity yeah. to be with other people walking the walk, you know? Yeah, yeah and, and if you're not in a group get in one like it's so important good so, timing yeah they're coming up they're coming up great timing groups mm-hmm. are groups are coming up and they're a huge way to walk alongside each other and in mm-hmm. walking with jesus mm-hmm. um one of the things that really stuck out to me dave is you said we enjoy being around wise people mm-hmm. uh, people who don't just know the truth but act on it i think that's so true i'd love if if you would dialogue and, and brad jump mm-hmm. into and just who are some wise people that you've been around that have impacted your life and how have they impacted your walk with Jesus? Mm-hmm. No, that's a that's a, a great thought. And Brad and I interacted on this just even in the walk over here today of just, you know, he's been here at North Virginia since he was a kid. Mm-hmm. So 50 plus years and I've been here for 33 years. And so we've we've known many of the same what you would call wise wise people of of this church. Some people that are now in heaven, years mm-hmm. ago, left this earth and went home to be with the Lord. And, and that, what we call that World War II, the greatest generation, lived through the Depression, went off and served in the war, came back and, and raised their families. And mm-hmm. many of them just lived out their faith in a steadfast way. And you mm-hmm. just, when you're with them, you they have a steadiness about them, a yeah. calmness, a hope, a confidence, a humility. I, I don't know what else, Brad, what... Yeah, yeah. I... <clears throat> It's uh, interesting. We think about those spiritual generations. I mean, obviously, mm. you look at the greatest generation. We're talking right. about people, their work ethic, and how they, you know, I, I'm blown away by my grandparents and what mm. they went through. But you think about these spiritual generations also, and just the giants. So I was going back a few generations. I remember my great-grandfather, my mother's mother's father, was a first-generation Christian. And as a little kid, I was around him. And just to hear him pray and see him serve in the church and just his humility but and his faithfulness in, in prayer, it's just, it, it brings me up short. Mm. Um, we talked about Bill Parsons, right. who was here uh, for so long, and is a, I knew him since I was a little kid, and I came home from college, and he came up to me. I only have one brother, Clint, and um, he came up to me. I come home from college, and he say, Brad, I pray for you and Clint every day, mm-hmm. and it's just... I was devastated by that, encouraged by that. I couldn't believe that. But I'm thinking now, who do I pray for every day? You know, right. are we living up to some of the giants? You know, we've mm-hmm. had the privilege of being around. Yeah, and, and to build on that, um, Bill Parsons um, became then a just a mentor and a friend of mine later on. And I had this crazy idea as a as a young youth pastor long ago when, when I led student ministries, if I wonder if I could take Bill Parsons with me on a wilderness trip with students. Mm-hmm. Well, he was, you know, I was in my 30s at the time, and Bill Parsons is 75 and in great shape. And his wife looked at me like, you're going to drag my husband through the wilderness for seven days with a canoe? And Bill went. And 
those students along on that trip will still to this day talk about Mr. Parsons and his mm-hmm. grasp of the word of God and his wisdom and his calmness and what he was able to interject into their lives in just a few days in the woods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's powerful. I, you know, Dave, I, I don't think there's anyone outside would rather have speaking this sermon. I, you, you mentioned the word steadiness, and I think our church congregation, those that have listened uh, to your sermon on Sunday, there, there's a real steadiness about you, and I hope you, I hope you know and understand the the wisdom and the steadiness that you bring to the people of Northridge Church. I, people that have walked faithfully with God have just this. They're wise people, but they have this just anointing and warmth around them. Mm. And I think one thing is I value uh, serving on staff with both of you is people that have walked faithfully for years. When you get in their when you get in their presence, there's just this warmth, anointing, and peace around them because of their faithfulness to the Word of God. Mm. And uh, you know, you talk about being with wise people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we enjoy being with it because it's they they've dedicated their life to just letting the Lord sanctify them. Um, so it's a beautiful thing. You talked a little bit about the storms of life uh, and how something that just was profound and that stuck out to me was you said they're identical to people, but the results are radically different. Mm-hmm. Um, as you look upon life in the storms that either you faced, we've faced in general, what's the difference between a foundation that's built on the rock in Christ versus a foundation without Christ or on that sand? No, that's that's a great question. I'll jump in first and ask ask Brad for help. I think, you know, the you know, the difference I think initially is if we if we know we've been forgiven at the cross and we have a relationship with Christ because we've asked him to be the the forgiver of our sins, the leader of our life, there certainly is that sense in our lives that we we know eternity's taken care of. Mm-hmm. And it allows us, I think, to walk through this life knowing we belong. We're, we're children of the King. We're a child of the King. Mm-hmm. And whatever comes our way, God's not going to leave us or forsake us. You know, mm-hmm. that's true in Scripture. And we, we've, we've seen that in, in people's lives where mm-hmm. tough times are when people have gone through far more difficulties than I've gone through just in their personal lives and their family lives and financial lives, and they continue. And I, I think we're so weak in... in Western, you know, Western society in our culture compared to what believers are going through in China and things that I read and understand mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. places around the world where their very life is on the line on a daily basis because mm-hmm. of their faith. I, I, I don't even have a reference point for right. that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. And we've been talking about what made that greatest generation. Well, it was hardship. It was, right. you know, suffering. You know, they, they went through a depression. You know, they went through a, a, a world war. Um, and I don't know where that, you know, is. To, if you just look at, you know, look at culture. But on an individual basis, right, it is those those. We talked a couple of weeks ago, I'm trying to remember, uh, but basically pain makes your world very small, right? So mm-hmm. like when you're suffering, you know, it's you're only focused on the more moment. How do I get out of this? But what needs to be there, that rock, you know, that Steve talked about, that rock that doesn't move, it's, I mean, you're anchored to a to a perspective that's universal, a perspective mm-hmm. of the whole big picture, of a God who is sovereign, who's yeah. in control. Yes, what you're experiencing is so hard, but just to... And I can't imagine someone who just believes that, um, you know, this life is nothing but 
chaos and chance and no purpose, right? That mm-hmm. we're all here by accident. And how do you live right. like that without the sense that there is a purpose and that there is a person who's sovereign and knows us and cares about mm-hmm. us? And so that's that rock, you know, when those mm-hmm. storms come where it's like, as hard as this is, I still know that's true. I still can't figure out why this is happening, what's going on. I, I mean, but, but I still know that the the plan is in place, (laughs) that the story will end and will get where God is taking it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, you think of, you know, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Mm -hmm. You know, I was was thinking of that hymn, Immortal, Invisible, God Only Wise. You know, Mm -hmm. that 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 provides to us Mm -hmm. as followers of Christ a... I don't know what else to say, but a moral compass, a, mm-hmm. a rock. I mean, just recently I had a conversation with a state trooper in our in our church parking lot. One day he was parked there. I brought him out a drink and an iced tea or something, and one thing led to another. He's from Buffalo here in Rochester for the state of emergency thing. You know, all the violence going on. And he brought up with me, he said, I never thought I would see our culture like it is today. He's been mm-hmm. a state trooper for 10 years. And he, he used the term, he said, there's no moral compass anymore mm-hmm. in, in my job and what I what I have to deal with. And, you know, I encouraged him, let him know our church was praying for law enforcement and just, but here's the perspective that is out there without God, mm-hmm. without the fear of God in a person's life. There is there is no moral compass. I think, yeah. I think there's two parts to this. So we're saying that we need that perspective, mm. that moral compass, that assurance. And then the question is, how do you get it? Because right. you know, in the storm, I've seen people who thought they had it, and it's yeah. blown away. Right. right? So Good how point. do you get it? And I think it's that... One thing is, it's that daily time with God. Mm-hmm. You know, it's living with other people, doing life together. You know, in that walk, but just soaking in the scriptures. That just the prophets, all all parts of scripture, of course. I'm just thinking about the prophets that just preached in such hard times about the purpose of God. But just to see, I know the plans I have for you, and and just so I think. Just like a football team, right? You know, it's not all about game day, yeah, right? right? I mean, right. what? How did they spend the off season? What yeah. was all their months? What was the daily, mm-hmm. so that when game time came, they prevailed? It's tending to that foundation, mm-hmm. right? Like that daily dependence in God's word, in prayer, in community. Um, mm-hmm. We can say those things, but it's a whole different thing to really. I'm preaching to myself here. You know, yeah, I'm right. just yeah. reminding oh, oh, myself of what I need to shore up and be and do better at. Yeah, yeah and, I, and I hope everyone listening to this who knows us knows that we we haven't arrived, you know, no. and, uh-huh. and there's this continual work in progress. And when kind of you compliment me or compliment Brad, we feel like, uh, we're, yeah. we're, we're, we fall short. Just, just ask our wives. We can share know? some more data. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. Mm-hmm. Just to add to that, like, I, I think a, if, if you're, as you reflect on the last 11 weeks, like mm-hmm. if you're going to start mm-hmm. somewhere, Mm-hmm. You've got to set time in mm-hmm. your day to just mm-hmm. be with Jesus. It's it's what it's all about. It's starting mm-hmm. to attend to that foundation, right? Mm-hmm. And build on that foundation. Yeah. It starts with him, and it can only start with him. If we start with anything else, we've missed it. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave, you talked a little bit about Steve Powell's story. Mm-hmm. You talked about your own story as well. Um, as far as Jesus as your rock, in your story, in your situation, even as you reflect on your friend uh, Steve's situation, I'd love if you just expand on that a little bit. Like, what has Jesus as the rock meant to you uh, through the storms of life? Hmm. I I don't know if I can always explain it really well because 
I just know that um, when when that difficult situation came, that accident took place, um, there wasn't a fear. Uh, there was a lot of pain. Um, there wasn't a fear. There wasn't a, a, a trembling of, of death, so to speak. But there was a confidence. And I say that humbly and in not in any way saying, okay, I'm, I'm cool or something. But I, and I don't know how to explain it. It's just that I, I know I belong to God and I was in his hands and Jesus Christ died for my sin. And and over life, it's just like, okay, I'm going to claim the promises of God that mm. I that I know to be true. And now it's like they're here before me. And with Steve and conversations with him, he's had a long time, like over a year now to really process this through. And he's watching little by little. You know, he's, he's longing for heaven was one of the last things he said to me maybe a month or so. He said, I really mm-hmm. long for heaven. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, I don't. I don't know if on a daily basis I long for heaven. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying, oh, I long. You know, there's too much wow. I still want to do. Yeah. And Steve has <laughs> wow, has yeah. that yeah. sense now of longing for heaven. And mm-hmm. so through this storm of life, it's become the reality of his faith is it's it's being demonstrated every day. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's sensing that and other people are seeing it. I remember as a teenager, I mean, I, I just lived like thinking Jesus was going to come any day, which is the way we all should live. But I mean, I was really, I was just like, I don't know if we're going to make another year, you know? And it was like, I was like, I hope Jesus waits until I get married, you know? Yeah, same thoughts. <laughs> there were like oh, things man. like, uh, uh-huh. I want, these are some things I want to experience in life first. Yeah. But, um, but to get to that point where it's just like, uh, maybe because of the disappointments, you know, but... Mm. Uh, but you get get to that perspective of um, I really want heaven. I I was my dad was so you arrived here thirty three right. years ago. My dad was diagnosed with lung cancer a month after Karen and I were married. We were married December eighty eight. Wow. My dad was diagnosed January eighty nine. You show up and got to see you know walk through that six months until he passed. Mm. Mm. And I remember by the end of that I was praying for heaven for him, mm. right? Wow. I just think that some of the suffering, some of the disappointment mm. in this life is to just you know <laughs> wean us away right. you know, yeah. from the things of this right. earth, yeah. you know, these 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 baubles, you know, these yeah. counterfeits, mm. these, you know, very poor alternatives just to really yeah. You know, boil it all down to yearning for heaven, yearning for him. Yeah. No, I remember that was, I mm-hmm. think that would have been the first dying person in Rochester that I was asked as mm-hmm. an associate pastor at the time to go and visit was your yeah. dad there yeah. in Irondequoit mm-hmm. at the, the family house. Right. Mm-hmm. I Thank was you. just a young kid, only a few years older than Connell, and I, mm-hmm. I don't know what I did, but <laughs> I, I tried to care for him and pray with him and say, whoa, he's, he's not going to be around much longer. Yeah, yeah. We've all been wow. shaped. By people yeah. we've seen near right. death, right, right, yeah, yeah. You know, as thanks for sharing that. I, I reflect on. I'm young, but I reflect on just some of the storms in life that I've faced. And it, mm-hmm. as you're walking through the storms, it's mm-hmm. it's really, really hard to um, believe and have faith that this is really for good. But mm-hmm. as I look back on some of even the things in my life, and I trust the same for you guys. Is like, mm-hmm. man, God is. I'll, he's weaning me. He's weaning me off from the flesh, and he's strengthening me right. into uh, the man that he uh, desires me to be. And mm-hmm. I, I hear that in your stories as well. It's yeah. it's really special. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, then you think about the purpose of why we are still here. I mean, yeah, I mean right. more work to be done in our mm-hmm. own lives, right, mm-hmm. to prepare us for heaven, but also just that opportunity to invite others, you know, sure. to heaven as well. Yeah, Dave, you mentioned uh, toward the end of your of your sermon uh, a couple of things, and I I know Brad reflected on this as well. What about what about the person who's sitting uh, and either listen to your talk on Sunday, or they're listening to it now, or they listen mm. to it whenever, and they're thinking, "I wasted my life. Mm. Like it's too late for me. I my whole life was built on this sand, and it's over for me now." Mm. What what's some encouragement, maybe some equipping that you would give to that person who just feels like lost and that they've mm. wasted everything? You know, I think there are a lot of people that fall into that category, you know, in life. And, you know, the encouraging thing is... Do you have regrets? Can, I have regrets. Can, oh, <laughs> for sure, we do. Yeah, Just there's things we go back and, we, like, I, wa- I wish I yeah. did this differently. I wish I put more time in here. Mm-hmm. And there's all kinds of things like that. But it's never too late. You know, God mm-hmm. wants to meet you right where you are. I mean, Jesus mm-hmm. met the thief on the cross, you yeah. know, and it's not like... There was a lot of time there, you know, and mm-hmm. you still may, you don't, none of us know, you, you know, those people, whoever, if you find yourself thinking that way, you, you have a lot of life left as a grandparent or even as a parent, your kids are out of the house. You, you can begin to build on that now. Mm-hmm. And, but it's got to start with a relationship with, with God through Jesus Christ and, and build on that foundation and, and work from there. Yeah, yeah. So God is sovereign and is so different in the stories. But you think about the thief on the cross; like mm-hmm. he went to heaven. Did he have any idea what his legacy was? I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it was just like for thousands of years we're talking about him, mm-hmm. and 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 he his faith is an encouragement to so many that there is hope, there is right. grace, there is an opportunity. He doesn't know any of that, right. right? He stepped into eternity, but so you might be near the end of mm-hmm. life. You know, you might come to Christ late in life, and even that story might right. be used powerfully, mm-hmm. you know, in the life of others. And I don't know, like you said, mm-hmm. what was the, what was give us the quote again about uh, experience? Oh, ex- experience is a dear school, but a fool will learn in no other. Yeah, so some of uh, us, yeah. myself included, yeah. you know, we need to <laughs> spend yeah. a lot of time in that school. So even yeah. our right. our sin, mm-hmm. you know, our rebellion, you know, ultimately, you know, brings us to a place of humility, to a place of dependence. Yeah. God uses yeah, even that. Sure. Yeah. And, and I'll, he's waiting for you now. Mm-hmm. Like today's the Absolutely. day that you can start that. And mm-hmm. I, I love... The, the picture you shared of Steve as he wrote that uh, letter to you about the rock. Mm. And I, I think of the same thing. It, it moved me so much as mm-hmm. I thought about Jesus as the rock in my life and his word. They, mm-hmm. Whether um, things are sunny and right. the sun is shining down on that rock, mm-hmm. he's there. And when the storms are blowing and the wind's blowing and I have no idea what to do, that same rock, he is there. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think from from here on, what we what we need to do is be daily dependent on Jesus mm-hmm. and know that the truth of Hebrews thirteen eight that you brought up earlier that Jesus is the same uh, yesterday, today, right. and forever. Um, 
Dave, thanks for joining us on the podcast oh, today. Thanks, it's thanks for having me. Thanks for having a Red Sox fan hang out with you today. Oh you man, know, that, uh, not, to. not picking on me too much. We're in last place, so <laughs> in the oddball Northwestern fan here. Yeah. That's okay, Brad. The online campus loves you. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> he hopes they do. That's right. Hey, thank you for joining us on a little better this week. Uh, we're praying for you as you build your house on Jesus Christ, the solid rock, the solid foundation. We'll see you next week.